In the race against COVID-19's Omicron variant, urgency is essential. With a transmissibility rate that exceeds previous strains, the Omicron variant threatens to overwhelm our healthcare system nationwide. Here in Santa Barbara, a recently developed test produced by UCSB doctoral student Zacharalis has given Santa Barbara County hospitals and clinics a boost in their efforts to get ahead of the variant. KCSB News Editor Jackie Sedley speaks with Aralis to discuss his innovation. So before we dive in, I feel like you have the credentials to answer a question like this. It's been heavily debated in my personal life. Is it Omicron or Omicron? Oh, God. I say the Omicron assay or Omicron variant, um, but I've had people tell me it's the other way around, so I I can't give you a definitive answer other than maybe it's still being debated. Fair enough, fair enough. So tests have been in incredibly high demand as Omicron makes its way into practically everyone's friend group or family. Last week, Santa Barbara County broke its own records for positivity rate, case rate, active cases reported. And the county's public health director said at a board of supervisors meeting this week that they think these numbers could be due to the Omicron variant. How difficult is it to figure out which variant someone is infected with? Typically, when you're trying to determine what variant you know, a, a particular sample has, the, the gold standard is to sequence the viral genome for that, um, that patient sample. And that gives you, you know, a wealth of information, including pretty much all of the mutations in that virus's genome. But it takes a pretty long time and is relatively costly compared to you know, more rapid, um, simple tests. That's how you normally do it. The problem is, once we enter these like large outbreaks that we're seeing with Omicron, um, everybody wants to get all of their sample sequence so they can understand what's happening at their hospital in their county, um, and the infrastructure just can't handle that much sequencing. So we've seen at the state level, at least, a, a delay in getting our results back or figuring out what patient has what what variant. So what are the tests? like that are out there that would help tell you if someone with COVID had Alpha, Delta, or Omicron? So at the moment, there are some, you know, quicker tests besides sequencing um, that rely on, you know, a couple of of different strategies, but a majority of them are are qPCR-based that target mutations that are specific for one variant. Um, And there, there are commercial options available for a lot of the major previous variants like Delta, Alpha. The problem is, is once you've developed these, these quicker, you know, more high throughput tests for determining what variant um, a sample has, but, you know, not sequencing, it's normally too late into the outbreak to really have a, a strong impact. So those tests take a bit longer? Well, they take longer to develop. I mean, everything takes time to, to develop, or you have to um, run the experiments to make sure that the thing you're making works. Um, the problem, or I guess the trick, is catching the, the the variant that's going to be a problem early enough that you can start this development process to make a test that you can then implement in time to say, hey, you know, we've got this new dangerous variant spreading in our community. We need to increase our security measures, right? We need to go back to masking and not indoor dining or whatever it's going to be. Um, the trick is catching it soon and developing these tests, especially at the commercial level and the you know, clinically validated tests, um, 
takes time. So there's that lag there and that, that lag between when a assay is, you know, developed and when the, when it needed to be used in a, in a county is kind of the, it's one of the shortcomings that we, we have at the moment. And how important is it, especially at this point in the pandemic, to know which variant someone has? It's hard to describe. So there, there's a couple layers to that. Um, at the like physician level, and you know, I'm not a medical expert, so I can't speak with a ton of authority on this, but depending on what variant you have, I know there are variable ways of, of treating a patient. Um, unfortunately, it's, it's tricky to get variant level information on a per patient basis to really have no clinical significance. So that doesn't necessarily get used that often. Where it's really important is, right, we all we all knew about Omicron a month ago, right? It was the it was the hot topic of, hey, there's something going on in South Africa and it looks like it's getting really bad. Where knowing a, a patient's variants or just the, the variants that are in a community um, comes to play is if we detected the first couple cases of Omicron in Santa Barbara or California or any location, we could have very quickly implemented extra measures for preventing or at least prepared our, our medical infrastructure a little bit better, um, just, you know, had, had a good knowledge that, okay, Omicron is here, we need to stop it before it, you know, quadruples our case rate um, and even more. That's, that's really where these, these kind of tests are useful. It's more on a, a large county preventative um, basis, not necessarily the treating of individual patients. You developed this new lab test, and it's been doled out to local SB County hospitals and clinics. In layman terms for me, how does one go about developing a test like this? And explain what the test does exactly. Basically, how it's done is you look at the the wild-type genome, right? It's the nucleotides that make up its, its genome, and you compare that to the new variants. So when you look at the wild type and the variant, or, or Delta in this case, the Delta is kind of predominant prior to um, Omicron, you can kind of scan through and look for what regions of this genome have a lot of mutations. One of the things that's interesting about Omicron is that it's heavily mutated. It's the, the most divergent variant that we've seen to date, um, which is you know one of the reasons it's probably so infectious and it's having um, immune escape. Uh, but it also gives us kind of a, a foothold to to target something that's different about it. Um, so what I did was look through and find a region of the genome that was you know very heavily mutated, had uh, uh, insertion, so you know add, things added and things deleted right next to one another that made that region very different. And I can target that with a set of primers that um, rely on a you know a, a very important technique in molecular biology called uh, PCR that is the specific amplification, amplification of DNA or RNA based on the binding of these primers. And so if you can design primers that will bind specifically to only Omicron and not wild type or not Delta, then the, only that piece of genetic material will get amplified and you're detecting that amplification. So basically these primers give us specificity for Omicron versus Delta or wild type or whichever other variant. So by designing things that span these, these heavily mutated regions, I can create a signal that's either going to say, you know, this sample is Omicron or this sample is anything other than Omicron. So the principle behind that test is, is 
just like pretty much every test that we get, every PCR test, most people are familiar with now, right? When you get a, you usually have to go and get a swab or maybe spit in a tube. Um, they run very similar tests to that, but they're looking for just SARS-CoV-2 in general, not not a variant specific. Where this one is targeting just the Omicron variant. This is hard work, impactful work, hard work. How long did it take you to develop this test? And were there any challenges that showed up along the way? You know, I guess one of the reasons why this has become you know, a little bit bigger of a deal than I expected was because everything just kind of worked. Um, science is normally a very slow process, and it's kind of designed to be slow because you have to be absolutely sure that everything's working. And that a slow process means a lot of iteration, a lot of you know, trying and changing and adjusting. Um, with this assay, more or less, I got it working, uh, not the first try, but, but very quickly compared to what, what it could have taken. Um, and sometimes that feels like luck. Uh, I like to pretend it was skill, but <laughs> this very easily could have taken weeks instead of days. A few days before Christmas, uh, my PI, Caroline Arias, and Texas Disease Specialist here in Santa Barbara, they, they called and said, hey, we, we need to know what's happening in our community. Um, there's, there's no information. We're not getting sequencing results on whether or not we have Omicron, and we're seeing cases starting to rise in you know, a dangerous way. Um, so I got to work right away, and over the you know Christmas break, I designed um, these cuts and primers that we talked about, and you know, did the, the, the computer design work of figuring out what regions to target, and you know, submitted these orders for like custom synthesis. Um, and because the school was closed down, I had them shipped to my apartment here in Santa Barbara, and basically, once we had the primers, I just kind of made do with what we had in lab reagents wise um, and had some samples to, to test and optimize with. What explicitly sets your test apart from the others? Is it that it can detect the Omicron variant? Is it the speed at which it can detect the variant? What exactly sets yours apart? It's detecting the Omicron variant, right? So if you go to get a, a PCR test here in the county, because you think you've been exposed or you're just, you know, screening yourself, they will provide you a positive or a negative result. You have SARS-CoV-2, you have COVID, or you you don't. Um, what this assay does is it can take, you know, all these positive samples, you know, collecting everybody who's, you know, got a positive result, and it can then further say, do you have Omicron or do you have something that's not Omicron, right? It's either the Omicron variant of SARS-CoV-2 or a different variant of SARS-CoV-2. And that provides, again, not necessarily on a per-person basis, right? Like, in fact, it's important to note that this assay is not a clinically validated assay. It has not been submitted to the FDA. It's a research tool that we are using to help provide information to the county and the local physicians of what's the prevalence of Omicron in the county. And so that's really the utility of, of this, this assay. And I, I say assay, and that's the same word as test, just science talk. Could your test be adapted for future variants? Yeah, that's actually, I think, the most exciting part about this assay is that it's, it's set up a pipeline because one of my biggest regret, regrets, at least in the, the recent past, is that we didn't we didn't develop this you know a month ago when Omicron was just starting to become a, a problem. We you know South Africa's cases were rising. We expected it could come to the U.S. Um, if I had jumped on this earlier, we you know met and talked about this, we potentially could have caught the early cases of Omicron and 
increased our preventative measures right away. The goal, at least for how I see this out there right now, is I now have a, a pipeline, kind of a, a well-established method for the next time we get you know word that a new variant is looking you know serious for whether it's infectivity or severity of disease or transmissibility, we think that there's a, a serious possibility it can come to Santa Barbara County. I start right away developing a new test and providing this general screening to the county um, to hopefully detect right away if it shows up and starting to make a difference. It's something I'm constantly thinking about is what could be the next variant and how do I how do I help our county prepare for that? It's pretty rare that in life I feel like we only get a couple opportunities when we're really the right person, you know, at the right time, right place to to make an actual difference. Um, and I have the experience required prior to coming back to UCSB via my PhD, I worked in clinical diagnostic development, kind of creating assays for, you know, other other tests and whatnot. Um, so I had the experience. I had the uh, infrastructure, right? I work in one of the only virology labs here in Santa Barbara. We have a really strong connection with our physicians and the county public health department via a lot of our previous work on, on COVID sequencing and whatnot. Um, and, you know, when all those things have lined up and you're, you're the, the person who is best suited to do this, um, it would be a shame to not, right? You, you only get a couple opportunities to really make a difference, it feels like. Zach, this, this work just seems so impactful and will really make a difference in the community. And I, I thank you so much for taking the time out of what I'm sure is a busy day to talk to me about it. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's, um, a part of, a part of being a scientist and trying to, invoke excitement in, in the community. So this is, this is you know, part of the job for me too. And I, I'm honored to be able to be a uh, feature by you guys. So thank you very much.